Well, welcome back, everybody, to another attempt at discerning good uh, from bad science. And we need to understand uh, something about science, and that is the use of so-called random numbers. We need to understand exactly what these are. Now, from uh, a reader, uh, I, I got the announcement uh, from a private company, QSIDE, Q-U-S-I-D-E. QSIDE unveils the world's first random processing unit. Now, what's this? Their, uh, their announcement, I'll just sort of paraphrase this. They unveiled a vision for the random processing unit, a, a device designed simultaneously uh, to accelerate the execution of intensive randomized workloads. Uh, and we need to understand what those are with reduced energy consumption and execution time savings. Many of the most relevant simulation optimization and prediction workloads rely on stochastic processes. Now, okay, that's enough. Uh, we get the idea. So who, who needs these random numbers? What are these uh, stochastic processes and uh, uh, randomized workloads that we need and so forth? Well, it all depends on what random means. And uh, random means to us, uh, to everybody, it should mean, it means unknown. It means unpredictable. Uh, lack of knowledge of cause. So where might we meet need numbers which are unknown, uh, unpredictable, and with a lack of knowledge of their cause is important. I can think of only three. And uh, I invite listeners to uh, give comments where they think there might be more. But I can think of three. Casinos, cryptography, and conjuring. So let's go through each of these. Casinos. Casinos are obvious. Uh, these are situations where preventing the lack of cause of numbers is paramount. Very obviously. Casinos do not want slot machines where the numbers are predictable. Uh, be, beyond a certain point, uh, this is also why cards are shuffled, to conceal the order of those cards and make the sequence unpredictable up to a point. Card counters seek ways around this uh, randomness, and if they're caught, they're banned. You know, you're not really meant to win. Now, that, those up to the points I said, uh, they're meant to, uh, to that the unpredictability that we're talking about here is always within certain bounds. A deck of cards has a known constituency, and randomness is limited to that, whatever we might mean by randomness. Uh, you're not going to draw a, uh, oh, I don't know, you're not going to draw a 72 of crustaceans from a deck, but there is no such card, and everybody knows it. Same with slot machines. Uh, they only have a limited number of fixed outcomes. That's larger and more complex than a deck of cards, uh, to be sure, but it's limited and fixed. And you might not be able to discern them, but they're there and they're in the hardware and they have to be coded for. And that it therefore behooves casinos to have a means of producing numbers that cannot be predicted, where their cause is unknown except within the bounds of the gambles themselves, which they call games, not gambles. It also behooves, that's a funny word, behooves, casinos uh, to boot out the odd fellow who hits upon the randomization scheme uh, used, i.e. the guy who has figured out at least partially the cause of the numbers, such as in card counting. Well, casino-like activity is ubiquitous. Uh, you know, there's lotteries. Sports, uh, some elections, not all, uh -huh, etc. So here, here's an example uh, which I used in my book, Uncertainty. Now, the original 12 apostles were reduced to 11, Judas having gone missing. 
and they had two equal candidates to choose from to return to a dozen. Then this happened. This is from Acts 1, 23 to 26. And even if you're not religious, you, it doesn't matter. This, this example is still very relevant. And this is a quote now. And they proposed two replacement apostles. Joseph called Bar Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go into his place. And they cast their lots, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. Now, obviously casting lots is like shooting dice or anything like this. Now, you can call this pagan superstition if you like, but the same casting of lots occurs each time a zebra-shirted man tosses a coin to see who received the kickoff. The idea in both cases is the same. Remove a known man-made cause from the choice. That is, remove the possibility of choice or possibility from the choice. We're removing that by putting the cause to something we cannot predict and cannot manipulate. The referee is not blamed for the result of who gets the kickoff, uh, which is unpredictable. Neither are any of the 11 apostles blamed for going either with Matthias or Barsabbas because, of course, uh, they didn't have any choice in it because they couldn't predict the choice. Of course, there's plenty of ways to juice coin tosses and lot throwing, uh, cheating, in other words, which are ways of introducing back those unknown causes. But you have the idea. All right, number two, cryptography. Uh, just as obvious as with casinos, the messages encoded by secret key cannot have their keys predictable. If you can guess uh, a numerical key, even partially, you can decode a message, you know, at least part way. So keys must be generated by means that are at least extremely difficult to predict, if not impossible. And there is nothing more unpredictable than certain quantum phenomena, uh, the causes of which are known to be unknown, which is not to say they lack cause. Don't make this error, which many people make. Just because we don't know the cause and we can prove we can't know the cause doesn't mean the cause doesn't exist. It's just that the causes are non-local in the parlance of physics, and they are beyond our reach uh, but also, like casinos, uh, the unpredictability is still within known bounds. Not anything can happen. Anything can happen in a certain, uh, a certain, certain range, if you like, depending on the setup. Uh, hence, devices like that random processing unit we started with. Hardware random gener uh, number generators are nothing new, of course. Diodes near their breakdown voltage supply unpredictable voltages, which can easily be turned into numbers. But diodes and other such devices are not very efficient. Uh, they consume a lot of energy. Now, this Q-side brags that they have found a newer and more efficient process, uh, better than their competitors, which relieves CPUs from the burden. And I don't know whether their RPU works as advertised or not. It's not important to us. But it is true that removing the job from CPUs is important. For uh, Most of them only produce what are... Uh, really should be known as and are technically known as pseudo-random numbers, which are numbers which are produced by deterministic algorithms, just as quantum phenomena are. Uh, 
and so are perfectly predictable if you know their seed, their starting point. There's certain algorithms these things are uh, using. They're perfectly deterministic and they use starting points, seeds. And if you knew those, you'd have the knowledge of the cause of the numbers. Uh, now, these CPU-based generators are put through innumerable tests. That's a pun. Everybody feel free to laugh. They're put through every test but one to see if their outputs are in any way predictable inside the known bounds. The exception is the known algorithm which generated them. This is a weakness because if your enemy can guess which generator you use, he only has to uncover the seed to lay uh, all your communications bare. Which threat, again, is, uh, is what the hardware devices would alleviate if they work as advertised. Uh, whether they do or not, I don't know. All right, the last claimant is conjuring, which is uh, statistics and probability, if you like, which seek random numbers for something called simulations and for everybody else to approximate numerical inter integration when analytical solutions are not possible. The statistical quest exists because of two reasons. Number one, a lack of knowledge of straightforward analytical methods. And I have several links on this which are very important to read. I'm not gonna prove any of this stuff in this podcast, but uh, we do prove it outside of this. And particularly because of number two, the false belief that so-called random numbers have mysterious powers that replicate nature in some sense, and, and which some think wrongly uh, that nature generates random numbers, which somehow nobody knows how guarantees the quality of these simulation uh, results. None of that's true, I, I say, and I, I prove it elsewhere, and I have links to that. For now, you don't have to believe it. You can go listen to the, uh, listen to those podcasts or read those uh, 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 articles that I've written on it and, and, and learn that way. Think about this, though. This is, this is a somewhat easier thing to think about. Sometimes these experiments are randomized, either in code or in real life. Random, random, you've heard randomized controlled experiments are the gold standard of, of, uh, of statistics. This is only happens, though, in situations where it is known, but not always acknowledged, that there are unknown causes of whatever the observable is under effect uh, that we're listening to, that we're looking for, that we're measuring, that kind of thing. This does not work. It's very easy to see that this does not work, this randomization, hoping to somehow even out these unknown causes. If all an observable's causes were known, they could all be controlled. That's easy as in special physics experiments. But because all the causes aren't known in other experiments, the randomization cannot guarantee an equal partition of these unknown causes in randomized blocks of the experiments. Thus, <laughs> it just doesn't work because you don't know what the causes are. You have no clue whether or not they're being uh, equally partitioned. You don't know how many there are, so there's no way to confirm this partition. So randomization doesn't do what it works. Randomization must be for another purpose. Again, it could always be used in experiments like uh, referees or the apostles casting lots to remove the potential for human bias, to bar or at least make less likely cheating, uh, even unconscious cheating. You don't give the sicker patients the placebo all the time and so on. Now, in some cases, the randomization takes part in the same statistical ritual 
as simulations, a sort of blessing on the results. This is wrong and for the same reasons. Now, the other, the other side of this is approximating in integrals uh, using these random numbers. That's a sounder process, but it's inefficient. And it only happens, as the links show above, because analytical methods are not yet known. Not yet known. I never tire of quoting E.T. Jaynes on this. This is from his book. Uh, quote, it appears to be a quite general principle that uh, whenever there is a randomized way of doing something, then there is a non-randomized way that delivers better performance but requires more thought, end quote. I go through examples of those in the links, and more and more things are being discovered, Laplacian approximations and all this kind of stuff, all the math we, we won't deal with here. But they replace these uh, the, the, the sort of pseudo-mysticism in generating random numbers, which, which we heartily endorse, eliminating because it produces bad thinking. Uh, the idea that some people have that the, this randomization is needed for certain theoretical reasons to ensure the correctness of results is wrong. I just say it's wrong and I can prove it and I do prove it elsewhere. Now, uh, that's it. Those are the three that I can think of. Casinos, cryptography and conjuring. Are there others? Uh, I can't think of any, but uh, which is, of course, far from a proof uh, that there are none as can be. I, I am not uh, omniscient. So maybe you know of other applications that are not equivalent to, equivalent to these three different modes uh, and aren't misguided like simulation. If so, please let us know. That's everything for this time, everybody. Thanks for listening.